The Red, The Toon, The Cat, Weather. Well, a cloudy start without breaks of rain, perhaps persistent across the western hills, but with some eastern parts perhaps staying dry. That rain's going to clear south during the afternoon with some sunny spells and isolated showers following. Uh, It's going to be rather breezy at times, especially across the hills, and a maximum temperature today of 9 Celsius, back to around about normal for this time of year. Tonight, winds are going to ease a little overnight with a mixture of clear spells and variable cloud, perhaps the odd rural frost or fog patch. Uh, that cloud's going to thicken towards dawn, especially across the western parts. A minimum temperature of minus one degrees tonight. From Yarm to Yibby, Harrington to Horsley Hill, Swarwell to Silverlink, the Northeast Footy Breakfast with Roy, Steve, and Ted. Right across the Northeast, the red, the two. Beautiful fading, seamless. <laughs> Good morning. No one noticed. No one noticed. Go on, music. It was a shocker yesterday, Daz. My goodness me. We're going to be better today. I promise you, mate. I promise you, because you're on the buttons. Yeah. Hey, learn. Well, well, we started. We started off well. So. <laughs> Good morning, gentlemen. It's another Northeast Footy breakfast. Morning, mate. Good are you morning, doing the desk boxing gloves on again, are you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we're off. We're off. Yes. yes. Uh, nice to see you again, Dad. Yes, and you. <laughs> Happy Tuesday, boys. Welcome to the Northeast Footy Breakfast Show this Tuesday, the 27th of February. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about. There's been some big news overnight, lads. Uh, we've seen the likes of Everton getting their points reducted, which has opened up a whole bag of worms, I reckon, uh, for a few teams around them. So we're going to talk deeply about that because it's just a whirlwind of news from that one. Uh, we're going to talk about, uh, obviously, the security. Uh, finding a Torino staff member hiding and taking notes during a Roma training session ahead of their Serie A clash. I could find that one funny. Chelsea have now set a record, and it's not a great one, lads. They're the first club ever to lose six straight domestic cup finals. We spoke about that yesterday, but we'll get a bit more into depth through that. Wayne Rooney has said that he, he will eventually get into boxing. He said his father and grandfather were boxers. However, he is still wanting to be a manager first and ideally has a long career in football management before he steps in the ring. We'll get yes. old Stevie, the, uh, the boxer, yeah, to talk about that one. Uh, North New Bomb. He does. <laughs> he does. And Not the a very good one. <laughs> <laughs> New Bournemouth logo has been leaked online. Uh, I want to ask the lads where they feel like their badges, club badges, are currently for Newcastle, Sunderland and the Borough. The Ratcliffe era getting off to a shocking start on the weekend with Fulham beating Man United at home and Anthony getting on his birthday subbed on for a total of 55 seconds of match time, lads, having one touch. So we're going to talk about that and the Ratcliffe era off to a great start. And then the best of what's left. I want to know from the lads who is their top out-of-work manager choice and why they think he hasn't gotten a job. So who is their top choice manager who currently doesn't have any work? That and a lot more coming up on your Northeast Breakage Show today, this Tuesday. But as always, it's time for those club headlines where we go around the three clubs and see what's making news. Magpies and Proud, Mags News. Well, good morning, Newcastle fans. We travel to Ewood Park to face Championship side Blackburn Rovers for an FA Cup 
fifth round tie. It's 7.45 kickoff tonight and it is live on BBC One if you're not making the journey down. Away fans will occupy both tiers of the Darwin end with a sold out following of around 7,200. There's no replays in the fifth round and a result must be achieved tonight with a possible 30 minutes of extra time and possible penalties. There's no new injury problems for Newcastle and no public decision made over the involvement of illness victim Martin Dubravka. Elliot Anderson, Joe Linton, Nick Pope, Matt Target, Sandro Tonali and Callum Wilson all remain unavailable. But Alexander Izak and Joe Willock will be available at the feature after returning against Arsenal at the weekend. As for Blackburn, well, Kyle McFadzine is available for Rovers after his previous club Coventry didn't field him in the FA Cup campaign. The 37-year-old defender was in the Burton Albion side that Newcastle beat in December 2016. Blackburn made it to this round thanks to a 5-2 home win over Cambridge and a 4-2 win against Wrexham at Ewood. Last season saw them reach the last eight of the competition before losing at Sheffield United. Since making it to this stage, Blackburn have replaced ex-mag John Dahl Thomason as manager with former Birmingham City boss John Eustace. A little side note to that, John Dahl Thomason's now been confirmed as the new coach of the Swedish national team after his recent removal from the title of Blackburn Rovers boss. And the 47-year-old Magpie in Danish international is the first non-Swede to fill the role. Thomas's first game in charge will be friendlies against Portugal and Albania in March, and he'll have two Newcastle players to pick from in Alexander Isak and Emil Kraft. Anyhow, once Joe Linton's contract situation cleared up sooner rather than later, with the Brazilian international still in limbo, the Newcastle head coach stated that Amanda Stavely, Miadad Gadusi, and Darren Eels are overseeing the negotiations now that sporting director Dan Ashworth has been placed on gardening leave. New voices in the discussion may result in what would be a massively popular breakthrough with the fans. That's in the Castle Headlines on Tuesday the 27th of February. Smoggies and Proud, Borough News. Good morning, Borough fans. Happy Tuesday. Have we gotten over that result yet? Because I haven't and I don't think I ever will. But hey, a win at Stoke would please me and give Michael Carrick the chance to take us to Champions League victory. Such is a football fan's brain. Fitters as is confident Middlesbrough players will turn their results around as long as they stick to the footballing principles Michael Carrick has instilled into them. Ara crashed obviously to that third defeat in the last four matches, going down 2-0 at home to Plymouth on the weekend, and the loss leaving us a mammoth 11 points adrift of playoffs. Looking down the table, Borough are now only nine points clear of the relegation zone, and while our form since the turn of the year has been poor, Azaz is confident things will turn. Azaz was subbed off in the 55th minute mark of the weekend, and he said, results are frustrating, but we have to try and block the outside noise and have belief in what we do. And then we are on the right track. I've been clear, sorry, I've been in the league now for what is a dominant performance start to know what a dominant performance are and what is a clear way of playing, which is something that not many teams do. I do think we just have to have the belief and have the belief and togetherness in order not to listen to any negativity and keep believing in what we're doing and trust in Michael Carrick. All right, head to Stoke this city this weekend, entertaining uh, Norwich City the weekend after. And just as we embark on this lengthy winning run earlier in the season to burst up the table, Azaz is convinced we are capable of doing it again. Whoa, I believe in you, Finn. Get it happening. That's your Borough Headlines. Mackhams and Proud. Black Cats News.
Good morning, Sunderland fans. Some good news to start the day, and God, we need it, don't we? Sunderland captain boss Mike Dodds has admitted that star attacker Jack Clark could return to the squad this weekend to face Norwich City at Carroll Road, having missed Saturday's home defeat to Swansea City. The temporary head coach revealed he's raring to go. He's a robust boy since he's come in. He's hardly missed any football. He rarely misses training, hence the reason we thought he'd be available for the Swansea game, but for whatever reason, that hasn't happened. Luke Nine has posted a message to the Sunderland fans after the defeat against Swansea City last weekend. Sunderland's acting captain pulled one back for the Black Cats in the second half after heading home a free kick from Pierre Equa. The side pushed for an equaliser towards the end of the championship clash but couldn't find one. Taken to social media after the game, Nine referenced his mistake for Swansea City's second goal and thanked Sunderland fans for their support. On Instagram, the skipper posted, Owed the team a goal after my error for the second. We learn from it, we start the new week better and wiser than the last. Thanks for the support once again. And finally, Sunderland ladies news and the lasses need every bit of support as they approach the final run-in in what has been an incredible season already in the Championship. A big game is on the way this weekend as they welcome Southampton to Appleton Colliery. The meeting sees first face third, a huge battle that could define the season for both sides. Buy a ticket today from the club website, priced between £5 and £10 depending on age groups. They are your Sunderland headlines. From Yarm to Yibby, Harrington to Horsley Hill, Swarwell to Silverlink, the Northeast Footy Breakfast with Roy, Steve, and Ted. Right across the Northeast, the Red Platoon and the Cat. Welcome back. Happy Tuesday morning to the Northeast Brecky Footy Show. We've got Daz on the buttons. We've got Teddy the Mackham and we've got Stevie Wraith here Hello. to talk everything football and that above and beyond, including maybe some pink slices as well, which I really do want to try now. Um, I'm quite interested. <laughs> also Congratulations wanted, also as well, wanted... lads, to anyone who took Jared Bowen out of their uh, fantasy league oh, team this weekend. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> wow, isn't that isn't that a good sign for Moyers as well? Let's go into that straight away because that is one of the topics. David Moyers has sat down uh, with the reporters, lads, and he said that even though he has been uh, offered a new contract, which was news to everyone. Is willing to wait till the end of the season to see where he's at. He said fans are having a lot more talk. He thinks that he's given West Ham the best era of football they have ever seen at their at their club underneath him. Obviously, West Ham beating uh, their opponents last night four two Brentford uh, with Jared Bowen scoring as well. Uh, it was an incredible game, and obviously David Moyes. I mean, it, that's it. I'll start off with you, Steve Boy, our uh, resident Premier League uh, expert. Uh, West Ham sit in eighth. Why did uh, you say had, it like that? I don't know. I don't know. Why did uh, you say expert or weird? Like he isn't, uh, but you're just going to have to begrudgingly admit well, it. I mean, because he's the only one here that's in the Premier League, isn't it? And I don't, don't want to rub okay. salt into our wounds too much. But I mean, I'm not causing trouble one. or anything. <laughs> Sounds like it. He's the only one. Okay. He's the only one that got God's eyes on that league for us. Uh, because I don't pay attention to it because the bar aren't there. And we're not going to be there for some time. Anyway, that's a, that's a sad discussion for another day. West Ham currently in eighth, coming off three losses, winning last night. I argue that West Ham are actually doing fantastic. They are one, uh, sorry, they are equal seventh uh, into a Europa spot, Steve. Uh, and I think David Moyes is doing fantastic. But he says that because of the outside noise, he's going to wait till the end of the season to decide on whether he continues. Is that fair for David? Well, yeah, it is. I mean, this is the problem, isn't it? When you, you know, when you qualify for Europe, and then when you do what West Ham did, which is win a trophy, um, then pe- pe- 
people expect a lot more, you know, from the manager. They expect a lot more from the team. They want to, they, they, they want to see continued success, and that's the problem that West Ham face. It's the same problem that Newcastle face. You know, it, you know, people are saying that Newcastle overachieved last year. Well, they didn't overachieve. They achieved what they were capable of with the team that they had available. So, you know, the the players that they had out last season, you know, were capable of getting Newcastle into the Champions League and getting them to a cup final. Um, I don't think overachieving's a thing. Um, you know, Newcastle haven't underachieved this year. They've had a horrendous injury list. So, West Ham's the same. You know, they won a European trophy albeit not one of the major European trophies. It's still a trophy. It's still something that we haven't won since 1969. And, you know, we, you know, we as football supporters are too fickle collectively. You know, we, we you know, this week is, is a proper downer for Newcastle. You know, we're, you know, it's a, it's a defeated Arsenal, you know, the whole Dan Bernardino debate and, you know, but win tonight and win again on Saturday in a home game against Wolves and suddenly think everything looks rosy. So, I think Moyes is doing the right thing here. I think he's, you know, he's 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 sending a message out, isn't he? He may well have already decided he's going to sign the contract and he's going to stay on. He's, you know, and he's 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 just playing the media a little bit, maybe. You know, maybe he's just and sending a message out to those critics to say, be careful what you wish for, because there's no guarantee that the next man who comes in is going to be able to do what what I've done. And you know, there's 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 always a lot of knee-jerk reactions with managers. Um, you know, uh, we've seen it we've seen it a lot over the over the years where a manager's sacked and and then you know the next person come in doesn't doesn't have a, a, the the desired effect and and the club ends up being relegated. And you know, I, I think I think I think Moyes has done incredibly well when you think about what you know what happened after Everton. You know, he took he took Manchester United at a time when, you know, not many would have took the job, following in the footsteps of somebody like Alex Ferguson. And he was always going to be under pressure. Um didn't do well there, it has to be said, and, and got moved on. Um and, and then subsequently he's had to rebuild his reputation, I would have said, you know, and I think looking at what happened with him at Man United was more down to Man United rather than him, you know, and, and as I say following in the footsteps of Fergie. Um, but I think he's done really well. I think he's he's done it at West Ham, what he what he achieved at Everton. He's he, you know and it's quite clear that he's been very good at his job. Didn't do didn't do so well at Sunderland again. Another big club where the pressure is the, the pressure is on you from the very moment you walk through the door, and you know it's. You know, it, it either works or it doesn't. But he's done a great job at West Ham. I can see why he said this, and yeah, I I think he's doing the right thing. But um, West Ham fans, I I think should want to keep a hold of him. Uh, Teddy boy, your thoughts on David Moyes waiting till the end of the season? I think it's a bit unfair for West Ham supporters to jump on his back when they're sitting in eighth, when you could literally be down there with Brentford yeah. or the likes struggling in relegation. I honestly think David Moyes is a fantastic coach at the moment, and what exactly what West Ham need. Uh, you know, we can see the, the other side of it. I mean, you're experiencing that at your club at the moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, look, personal feelings aside towards David Moyes because he was a disaster at Sunderland. Um, but then again, the whole club infrastructure at that stage was a disaster, to be honest with you. Um, he, he didn't have the best of times, you know, it's well documented. Three games in saying we're going to be in a relegation battle in the Premier League. Well, yeah, it didn't instill confidence. But... Since then, he's reinvented himself. He's, he's done very well with West Ham. Whether I would say he is the best they've ever had, I think that's a little bit of a stretch. Um, there was a team in the 60s at West Ham that, that I think personally, football-wise, would have played the current one off the park. 
Uh, they probably wouldn't have had the fitness to deal with them, like. But uh, all the same, yeah. He's, he's turned it around, um, he's done very well, he's won a trophy, which is what West Ham have, have, have been craving for years. Um, I'd say he's he's made them solid. I wouldn't say that they're, they're a fantastic sight to watch for the, for the neutral. Um, they're very functional in what they do. They're set up well. You know, read the Everton blueprint that he had. You know, Everton were notoriously difficult to beat. You know, their, their home form was always good as well, and that's something that Moyes concentrates on. It's sort of you, you win your home games, you take your chances elsewhere, and then he's he's done that really to to a, a, a large degree. Obviously, yeah, you get the odd defeat and all that. I I think it's it's in West Ham's best interest to keep him for now. Um, he is kicking on a little bit now in 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 terms of age, but then again, Roy Hodgson's proved he can still do it in the mid seventies. But I don't think that's in Moyes' plan to do that. Um, I think maybe get one more season, two at the most. And then I think they'll be shopping around for a, a slightly younger manager, and that's when Rye starts to get worried. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if he's even there by that stage. We've got a long way to go yet, lads. It what, is just uh, a question. Oh. Sorry, lads. Just 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 a question on Moyes. Obviously, he's, he's like he's putting this off and saying, you know, I'm going to wait till the end of the season. Do you think he's waiting for another offer? Could be. I mean, yeah, it's a good point. I mean, he could be yeah. asking for more money. No. Nah, he's just no? he's just playing West. He's playing West Ham. You know, he's playing West Ham fans here. He's playing the media a bit. I think he's just show me the respect. You know what I mean? He's right. He's right. What he says. I I, I think he loves the West Ham project. I think he really enjoys it there. You know, I think yeah. him and Kevin Nolan and, and and the rest of the backroom staff have done a fantastic job there. I I don't think he is. I, and and I I agree with you. I don't think he's going to be in the game long term. I don't think he's going to be doing a you know doing a Roy and, and, and waiting you know managing on at least seventies. I think he yeah. sees West Ham as a place where he could finish off. And you know, there's no there's no doubt that there's a few teams in in the running for Europe, and West Ham's one of them. So tell 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 me that you know them qualifying for Europe isn't 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 what they would have the, the only thing they would have expected, and maybe a mm. good run in the cups. Um, but no, I that, that's my opinion. I, I don't think he is. Yeah, I think I think it's great success to have West Ham sitting in seventh at the end of this current season. The way the Premier League is at the moment, and we argue the gap between. I mean, we remember just recently. I mean, it doesn't seem that far long long ago that West Ham were down up with us in the Championship, and now look what they are. You know, with Jared Bowen and the likes pushing for England roles and stuff. So, yeah, I, I think he's doing seventh. a fantastic job. I take, take seventh, seventh this season. season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I would take too. seventh every I would season. Too. And yeah, not wrong. In the championship right now. <laughs> yeah, not wrong, not wrong. So I think he's doing a fantastic job, but shows the fickle, uh, you know, fickle nature of football, isn't it? When a few results go against you. Anyway, it's time for a quick break. We'll be right back with the Northeast Footy Brecky Show after this. Windows. 
Have you fancied presenting your own radio show? Well, you could well be presenting this very programme. How do you fancy joining a growing list of fantastic radio presenters? I don't want to hear after four or five games in the manager ever saying we need to restart and reboot. This early days. <laughs> the cup run. Don't let me. It is. The cat is all about Wearside, and at times the Black Cats too. The tune is all about Tyneside, and at times Newcastle United too. The red is all about Teesside, and at times the Borough too. So come on, if you're confident you could present this very show, reach out, get in touch. Email any of the three stations. That's hello at thetuneuk.com, hello at thecatuk.com, or hello at theredyuk.com. Right across the northeast, the red, the cat, and the tan. It is the northeast. I think we should go. I think we should go on strike if he continues to play that advert because it keeps maintaining that we're going to get sacked. <laughs> yeah, it's true, like, yeah. It does. You could it be does. presenting yeah. this show. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Yeah. Hang on. yeah. If you Hang don't on. watch your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> And just firing off jingles at no particular reason, you know. Um, if you don't mention that one reading player, then you're fine. <laughs> um, you can get in touch with The Breakfast Show at any time uh, via the WhatsApp, or double three or, or four three. 2002 and uh, it is a good morning to the other rye uh, this morning he's saying good morning uh, Dave Ted Dave Dave Ted Steve and rye hope you're all okay good morning it does as well there we go he, uh, he, oh, um, he, he covered himself there um, and uh, just about the David Moyes things he said I think he's already signed a new contract as well and I think he's Ooh. trying to tease the media oh a little insider trading there I like it I like yeah. it could do could do yeah. It would be very interesting for sure. That's a big one that came in last night. We've got to talk about it. This might even cross over after the sports news as well because it's one we need to discuss because I think it's opened up a big can of worms. We saw Everton's punishment reduced to six points last night after already being reduced, uh, sorry, being deducted 10 points earlier in the season. It was then reduced to six. This saw Everton move out of the relegation zone and climb up to 15th in the table forcing Brentford, Nottingham and Luton Town back down. Luton Town now back in the relegation zone after sitting just above it with Everton beneath them. It's an interesting one for me uh, that the Premier League can uh, just quickly, as uh, they gave 10 points, took 10 points off Everton, they can reduce it down to six and just stuff around all this table. It means a lot of money to a few clubs in and around that area. Uh, and we're getting to the nitty gritty end of the season and to now see Everton above you when you thought they were beneath you, it just makes it a bit messy, I think, for me. And it opens up a can of worms for other clubs as well. Uh, imagine if you will get, you know, you see Nottingham Forest, who are currently under FFP investigation, getting deducted 10 points. Well, have then they got a case to say, well, Everton only got six. And can you look back into certain seasons where they've seen FFP and said, well, Everton have just had the reduce. And you can see where I'm going with it. And I just think it gets a real, a lot, a lot messier. And I can argue that it's probably as messy as we think it is uh, in the in the courtrooms and stuff like that, as Everton have been uh, taking this legally uh, ever since they were deducted ten points. Teddy boy, what a mess! Uh, it is yes. it's stuffing around with not only Everton but also the clubs in and around uh, the Toffees at the moment. But um, ten points back to six is it a good result for Everton? Obviously, uh, and what does this mean for the Premier League and the FFP moving forward? It's a you're right. It's a mess. It's an absolute mess. So 
that were handed an immediate 10-point deduction by Commission for breaching the Premier League's profitability and sustainability rules, right? Now, they've had this reduced to six points, which means they're still guilty. Yep. So, so what, what, what has somebody decided, oh, well, you weren't as guilty as we thought, <laughs> but you're still guilty? It, it just makes no sense. I don't see the sense in reducing it to six points just because they've had a moan about it. If they've broke the rules, they've broke the rules. You've got to take it on the chin. But be consistent. You know, so it, it, if it's if it's one rule break equals ten points, don't then go, ah, we've maybe been a little bit mean, let's just make it six. They've broke the rules. So it, just stick to the standard that you've set. Because now it, it's literally going to be... It's case after case after case of, like you say, not just Everton kind of going, well, uh, you could be Nottingham Forest next to go, well, you reduced Everton's down, so we want a reduction as well. Uh, otherwise, yeah. we'll go to our lawyers. Now, the other exactly. teams, and, and I think Steve mentioned this yesterday in our, in our WhatsApp, is the teams that got relegated last season, um, because this is what this refers to, obviously, the teams from last uh-huh. season must be sharpening their claws and, and, and getting on the phone to their lawyers. Because all of a sudden, that's now a, a serious issue. Yeah, because Leicester would have stayed. The, Leicester would have stayed up if this had been done yeah. when it was supposed to, when it should have been done, which was last mm-hmm. season. Leicester would have stayed up, and Everton would yep. have been relegated. So there exactly. must be lawyers out there now working on behalf of Leicester, going, "Well, hold on a minute," you know, yeah. especially with the way their form's going. You know, imagine if they drop out the top two. Luton, Luton will be making a tentative call or two as well, because obviously, with Everton, Everton technically shouldn't be there where they are right now. And they're yeah. slightly ahead of Luton Town. I, if I was Luton, I'd be kind of going, "Yeah, let's let's make a phone call. Let's let's just preempt this because obviously it's not looking good for Luton right now. It's looking mm-hmm. less good now that they are another four points behind Everton. You know, it, it's it, it's just it's lunacy. It's absolute lunacy. I can see a, a case eventually where the the whole idea and the whole structure behind uh, financial fair play just fails completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's an absolute force. Yeah, Steve, what do you reckon? Obviously, we, we go to you first, obviously. Um, you, you put a good message in the WhatsApp that we don't talk about last night. Just about that, that whole Le- Leicester, do they have a case? And obviously, um, I mean, the, the, the can of worms this opens up. Yeah, I mean, like I say, Leicester and other teams could have, you know, could have a case here. Um, whether, they, whether they decide to act on it, I, I don't know, but... Evertonians that you speak to, they seem to be hanging on this process adopted by the EPL, which like it fails to spell out the penalties or breaches, and there's no framework or rules to back up any sanctions that are imposed. So Everton appealed the sanction, not the breach of the rules, is what you've got to understand. And it's it's becoming it's becoming such a complicated like nest of vipers, this whole thing. Um you wonder why they've look, everyone's entitled to appeal. You wonder why they've dropped it to six you know, and not just clear them all together. That's the point Ted was making. And I think I think you look at that and you think, well, is it because we've got we've got future hearings to be had? Everton have got to go back up in front of the beak, if you like, again to, to potentially have more points deducted. Um are they thinking, well, you know, if we've got to deduct more points on it, it's gonna to be too harsh. Obviously we've got Chelsea, we've got Man City potentially in the future. There's so many so many different avenues you could go down here and I just get a feeling that a lot of these big clubs are just trying to kick the can down the road in the hope that 
you know, in the hope that FFP just becomes a thing of the past, and they can say, oh, well, we've got away with that, but, yeah, look, it's 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 a mess, it, it really is a mess, and, and, and I... I I think, as you said right at the start, they've opened a can of worms here, right? They've opened a big can of worms. What do you reckon, Dazzy Boy? Obviously, in the championship, we're seeing a few teams struggle with West Brom and the like uh, in that financial thing. But to see Everton uh, coming in yesterday, you know, in the relegation zone, then all of a sudden, 10 points, they get four points back. It just... And just baffles you doesn't it the whole thing is just a bit of a farce isn't it and and as as the the gents have said it just it leaves things wide open for for counterclaims you know that Luton have got a counterclaim Leicester have got a counterclaim um you know and, and we've said this before you know I think it was was it Derby a couple of seasons ago you know why yeah. why what why aren't these things happening and I know why, because the you know the legal thing takes so long, and the lawyers kick the can down the road, as we've seen with Man City. Um, but why yeah. aren't these things sorted within the season? Um, yeah, and then you know, then then you know, the season that these things are happening, you know, then then the, like we wouldn't have the situation uh, like we had last, like with Leicester going down, and they shouldn't, have, and all that sort of carry on. Um, yeah. But, you know, the Premier League have made uh, this farce um, and and now they're, they're, they're suffering the delights of it, aren't they? Uh, and we're all yep. suffering the delights of it. It's, it's, it, is, it is just a farce. Um, and, yeah, yeah. oh, there have been 10 points. Oh, well, actually, we'll make it six, you know, for yeah. good, good behaviour. And we'll and we'll like we'll like their strip. It's nice, isn't it? It's blue, and it's you know it's like come on, the whole thing is just yeah. No, I'm, yeah. I'm, and you got you're just I in despair. You'd be getting sick of yeah, sick of the phone calls where it's like yeah, it's Sean again, and oh, I'm disgusted <laughs> with the ten points. I tell you, and they've just said right, we're going to give you a six, and please stop calling this hotline. I tell you, I reckon that's exactly what's happened. But yeah, um, it, look, Barry- it's honestly, it's wild. Barry, um, a friend of the show, has been in touch via the WhatsApp. Uh, morning, show, great. Um, morning, guys, great show. Even uh, FFP is a huge con. Nobody will be punished fairly. It has to be scrapped or decided by a completely independent body who can't be bought. Uh, those are the views yeah. of Barry, uh, <laughs> our WhatsApp uh, friend Thanks, this Barry. morning. Thank you for that, Barry. And you know, it's it is it is one of those, isn't it? It's it, it's it it is it is a farce. It is a farce, is. and you know the whole thing needs ripping up, starting again, uh, to a system that that you know is fair, but cannot yeah. be manipulated uh, by yeah. the by the boys with the big money. I like that idea of the independent panel. I reckon us four lads, we can't be bought. <laughs> yeah. Right, money's hang on. Money's hey, whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Everyone could be poppy bought, mate. It depends on the price. <laughs> We'll look into it for you. We'll have Steve as the, the chief financial officer. All right. Uh, Ted and I will do security and entertainment. Daz will push the buttons. And don't you worry, we'll get it quicker than a VAR result. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> we'll be right back. We're late for the sports headlines. Straight after this, we'll be right back to discuss this and a lot more on the Northeast Brecky Show right after your sports headlines. Together across the Northeast. The Turnbacket and the Red. Welcome back to the Northeast Brecky Show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Good morning. Happy Tuesday, the 27th of February. You're joined by Riot, Steve, Ted, and Daz pushing the buttons, as always, our legendary in-studio man. 
we got to talk a lot more about football. That's we had a big news coming in overnight with the Everton one. We've covered that a little bit, but this one, lads, this one took my cake for the best news overnight. A security member has found a Torino staff member hiding and taking notes during a Roma training session ahead of their Serie A clash yesterday. <laughs> now, the security member was apparently just doing his rounds with a cup of coffee when he spotted a weird-looking fan that he thought might have been a Roma fan sitting there taking photos and writing in a notepad. It was after only questioning he realised that he was actually a staff member dressed in Roma training gear uh, and he was taking notes to take back to Torino to get an advantage ahead of their Serie A clash. Now, Teddy boy, I know you took notes on Steve and I before you joined the radio station. I know you were in the bushes watching us and seeing how it's done. Uh, I know this is something that's right up your alley. Uh, talk to me about the Torino staff member hiding and taking notes during a Roma training session. And what type of advantage this could get and why this is happening in 2024 where we feel we need to have someone doing this, especially in Italy. It's it's all a bit I don't know it's all a bit Pink Panther really isn't it it's um <laughs> yeah when when I read that I'm kind of thinking can you gain that much of a tactical advantage by watching a training session really because <laughs> it's not going to be massively different to what they do the rest of the season surely didn't this happen this happened with uh, with Leeds and Derby as well didn't it it did it did yeah, it was uh, right. when right. Frank Lampard was in charge of Derby County and yep. Bielsa was in charge of Leeds Bielsa also sent a spy. Now I'm thinking, all right, you can go and watch how they train and maybe get an idea of shape, but that's that sort of thing doesn't change all that much from from game to game. That's it's just I don't know. It's, it's more just bizarre behaviour than anything else. I mean, who has that idea of kind of going? Do you know what I'm going to do? You know, it, it's all a bit Mourinho in the laundry basket. Do you know what I mean? It, it's just. <laughs> I just, I just see like sort of some weird pest sat on a park bench with with eye holes cut out of the newspaper watching the game. It's just, it's just bizarre stuff. Like, it's, and to be fair, I mean, I'm sure Torino aren't that skint. They can probably afford a drone. Surely that would be a better way. If you're going to spy on anything, get an overhead view of what they're doing and 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 spy on them that way. It's just, it's insane, mate. It's absolutely insane. It's um. Fair play, it's it's given us you know given everybody a bit of a giggle at them because it's it's so nineteen seventies nineteen eighties trying to get one upmanship it's it's scary but yeah buy a drone Torino much much easier <laughs> way to do things absolutely well there you go if you see any drones then contact Ted uh, at the Northeast Football Brecky Show because obviously that's his way of looking at you uh, Stevie boy um, this is interesting this is so funny. Uh, and I wanted to know, um, how have you gone yesterday at Blackburn's training session and what notes did you manage to get there, mate? Well, I will say this only once. <laughs> <laughs> I love the uh, I love the uh, Inspector Cluso analogy, like, is it, that's exactly what it's, that's what it feels like, doesn't it? But, I mean, fair play to them for trying to gain an advantage by going along and, uh, you know, if they can get in and go and watch it and do what he's... He needs to practice a little bit more, maybe cut, like, holes in newspaper and, and, and look through them instead of, like, you know, taking photographs and being as obvious. Um, but, yeah, it's a great story. <clears throat> and I think... Um, 
I, I often wonder what kind of benefit you can get from 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 that kind of thing. You know, watch, watching a team training. You know, yeah, you could probably pick up a, a couple of tips from free kicks. You, you'll be able to see who's fit and who's not fit. But it's um, yeah, it's it, it's a good little story. Um, and of course, it it stokes up the rivalry, doesn't it, a little bit? But we've heard we've mm. heard one or two over the years of this people trying to gain an advantage. And if you lay, you know, if if you make it easy for people, people are going to give it a go, aren't they? So yeah, I'd. I, I think it's great, but um, you know, at the end of the day, it comes down to it comes down to the two teams playing on the pitch, and, and you know, the, you might gain a little advantage, but it's not it's not going to help them massively. But yeah, great story, great awesome. story. Daz, uh, my question to you, mate, is: Do you want me to go and sit on uh, the next BBC Sport meeting? Uh, I'm happy to do it. I can take notes. Uh, I can look. I'll look Australian, so they'll be like, "What's this Aussie doing here?" And they won't question it. They'll be listening to us. <laughs> uh, well, you know, that's exactly what I was about to say. I think we'll, we'll find. Yeah, I think we need to be the ones that are looking over our shoulders, really. Um, waistcoats and those hats. Well, I think I'll be all right. How you like? Yeah. <laughs> Unless Stelios is suddenly working for the BBC on the quiet. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a ruse all this time. Yeah. I think it's hilarious. This sort of stuff, I really do. Um, and I remember the 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 Leeds one. Uh, with uh, Lampard and uh, yeah. you know Bielsa being what like what hey what 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 what, what have we done <laughs> hey, hey what What's Lampard was raging about yeah. that as well he, he was properly was, upset he? about this he was very angry and Bielsa's yeah. like hey, hey, what what what's the problem what hey what you know and and, and I love that um, but yeah yeah just buy a draw <laughs> you know that's a great solution um, it is of course it is no I mean do do do, do teams really need that much of an advantage nah. Yeah, no. they don't. But they don't. They don't. I think it's just you know <clears> he's seen. They've seen a. Uh, they've seen a chink in the arm, and they've decided to go for it. So, you know, it. it what kind of advantage can you get? Remember, that's that was the point I was trying to make. Mm. You, you know, you, you're going to be able to see who's fit. You're going to. You might see. You know, a, a training ground free kick. But I mean, there's no guarantee that a free kick they work on in training they're going to use for that particular gear. And they might decide it's not worth doing. Yeah. It's. Yeah, you, you can gain you can gain a minimal advantage from it, but it's um, situational, isn't it, Steve? It's what's going on on the pitch at that time, and you know, bizarre referee decisions, and you know, injuries that you can't sanction for. It's there's too many um, too many multiples in there to to be able to get anything really solid from a trainer. Yeah. and and you look you you look at us this weekend. And I'm saying us as 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 in us three. Um, in terms of the, t- the three teams, if imagine if if our teams had gone out and done that before this weekend, <laughs> and then you, we've got all this information about how they're going to play and how they're going to set up, and, what, and then we go out and play like we do anyway, and it's like it doesn't matter. I wouldn't, I wouldn't trust Sunderland to turn up at the right training ground at the minute. <laughs> Well, we all know Michael Beal with a player underscore ID, mate. So I wouldn't put it past old Bealy uh, and what he was uh, cooking up on Twitter back then. But um, yeah. yeah, look, it, it shows me a bit of insecurity, I think, from Torino that they they just wouldn't trust their own their own players and their own team to get off. They had to try and get an advantage somehow. So all they've done it on purpose Torino, to unnerve Roma. Yeah, it could be. It could be. Jeez, what a uh, what a what a story this was. All right, we've got to take a short break here on the Northeast Footy Bracky Show. We'll be back with a lot more right after this. 
Why do clients choose Ather & Co? Very diligent, very caring, put themselves in my shoes. Always informed me, kept me up to date of what was going on. Didn't feel I had anything to worry about and I had nothing to do other than turn up for a medical. Ather's did the rest. For the full story, see athers.co.uk forward slash reviews. What are you doing after breakfast Monday to Friday? Why not join me, Daz, across the North East for our mid-morning show, full of expert analysis. This Sunderland squad is the youngest squad that the Championship has ever seen. Top banter. I've been looking at trains many minutes, my fans. It's an hour and three minutes. That's all it takes to get yourselves up here and see some real football. And the quiz that is sweeping the nation. Name that theme. How many will you get? He's always on the scene. Fireman Sam and his engine's bright and clean. Join me, Daz, right here every weekday morning from 9 till 11. Uh, you know, I love this panda because this is what the Red, the Cat and the Toon's all about. Together across the northeast. The Toon, the Cat and the Red. Welcome back to the Northeast Footy Brecky Show. Joined by all the lads in the hot seats. We do apologise as well. We have been told the cat is experiencing technical difficulties. We've got our main man Daz gearing up with his tool belt, heading out there right now to fix it. Uh, we have sent him on the job. Um, <laughs> Bob the Builder is away and he's on it. Don't you worry about that. We'll get it fixed very soon. Lads, we've got to talk about uh, Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea and Liverpool, obviously, in that Carabao Cup final. We did cover it a fair bit yesterday. But look, it's just one thing that's come to light for me is this record here. Chelsea have now set a record, and it's not a good one. They are the first ever club to lose six straight domestic cup finals. Now, that is a shocking, shocking uh, record to have. But not only uh, have we seen uh, Chelsea on the flip side, Liverpool. Uh, and I know this is one of your big bugbearers, Steve. So I'll go to you first uh, and get your thoughts on both that record and this. Uh, Liverpool fans reported there was major ticket issues ahead of the Carabao Cup final. Hundreds of e-tickets apparently weren't working, meaning the ticket office had to scramble to print them uh, physically and fans missed a fair chunk of kickoff. Some Liverpool fans reporting they didn't get into the stadium until around the 30 to 35th minute mark. Stevie, that record for Chelsea is a horrible one, but also this ticket drama. How are we still experiencing ticket dramas on a Carabao Cup final in 2024? Yeah, I mean, look, the Chelsea the Chelsea record, I've, I've got no sympathy for them. I mean, they've won Champions League, Premier League, FA Cup, League Cup, um, uh, you know, since we last won the trophy. So, uh, you know, forgive us if I'm not... T- crying any tears for them um, but as for the ticketing situation it's it's crazy um, that in this day and age we you know we have issues with with tickets and especially for a big a big occasion such as a cup final um, you know it, 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 and unfortunately the, the the support are a secondary in football these days um, you know that they, they don't have the respect for the supporters that the ones had because they're, they're clearly not as dependent on supporters as they used to be um, I think you know football clubs probably accepted that during Covid the one thing that they were lacking in the ground was, was fans and the atmosphere that the fans create and you know other than that they just see them as an inconvenience uh, they, see, they see fans as something they've got to pay for pay for i.e. security police and they just don't see the they just don't see the bigger picture um, and, and when it comes to you know treating supporters with a bit of common decency and respect then you know they, they, they don't do it 
I understand there's lots of, you know, um, unscrupulous people out there who, you know, can sell tickets which are which are fake, which which causes an issue. And I know why we have to have, you know, ticket checks and security checks, you know, because of, you know, uh, incidents that have happened around the world uh, at, at football stadiums and stuff. So, yeah, I understand all of that. But, you know, there's ways and means of doing it with technology and... Yeah, it, it was it, it. It leaves a sour taste in the mouth, and, it, and there's no excuse for somebody who has paid, you know, an extreme amount of money to go and watch a cup final, not to get in for 35 minutes at, at a state-of-the-art stadium such as Wembley. Which, yeah, it's, it's just unacceptable. It, it really is, and I appreciate, you know, lots of fans will turn up at the last minute. So, you know, if there's people in front of them, you're going to end up with a, you're going to end up with a, you know, a tailback, a big queue. That would be the excuse, I guess, that the officials at Wembley will use. But they do these, they do these events year in, year out. You know, you know, many events: England games, playoffs, uh, cup finals, internationals. You know, you think they would have a system now where if there was an issue like this, there would be something simple to fix it. But clearly not. So yeah, again, no surprise to hear it. Uh, disappointing for those fans who didn't get in. Uh, saw quite a few on social media taking a social media complaining about it in the lead up to kick off. But uh, what's the solution? Um, training the people who use these, you know, computers and stuff at the stadiums, you know, to to a better standard or, or creating a better system. Um, you know, creating creating something which is infallible. Um, you know, over to the boffins, I guess, for that one. Teddy boy, uh, obviously that Chelsea record is absolutely shocking. Uh, Steve having no sympathy, but this ticket fast. I mean, Middlesbrough, we were close, not very close in the end of potentially going uh, yeah, to Wembley for this Carabao there. Cup final. Yeah, not wrong, not wrong. We were there uh, in in spirit. We could have gone underneath uh, with you know with, with this whole ticket drama, but I still think for twenty twenty four at a Carabao Cup final to have an e ticket issue. I mean, come on, it's not like this is brand new. It's look. I mean, I have a similar sort of feeling about this to what's going on at Sunderland as well. One of the big problems at our club is is the ticketing situation. It's the the fact that Ticketmaster isn't, you know, the most foolproof uh, device or, or application or software to use. Um, the, the answer for me and, and Steve's right. They do need to come up with a better solution. How about we put people back in ticket offices? Because that yeah. that for me is you know create jobs. You know, but obviously multi-skill them, but you know, so that they're not just going to be working in the ticket office. All right, we, we we get it that a lot of people will want to buy digitally, but put the human element back into it, because honestly, we've never been the same at Sunderland since since we actually kind of took that human element out of that ticket office and made it all go online. It's it you create jobs, you create a, a much better link between the club and the public as well, and. It's much quicker to sort out an issue by having a conversation with somebody rather than trying to contact somebody, you know, via an app or kind of submit emails of complaint and all so, that kind of thing. So say that again, Ted. A, a, a human doing a, a job. <laughs> yes, a human doing a job. It's it's a novel idea. Um, yeah, yeah I, I mean, I don't know why we haven't thought of it. I know, I know. It's it's weird, isn't it? Um, it's I think it's a oh yeah, greed. Yeah, that's it. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> Um, and, and it's exactly the same situation here. You, you've, you've, as much as it's Liverpool, I do actually empathise with them a little bit because uh, it's when you spend that amount of money, uh, you can tell I'm not that fussed on Liverpool. Um, yeah, it, it's a lot of money, a lot of expense, and it's a lot of heartache as well. There's kids who want to go and experience their first ever cup final, 
and obviously to have that sort of disappointment and not being able to get in there um, or get in there late and miss some of the action, it takes the shine off the day, absolutely, 100%. But the other thing as well, uh, Steve mentioned this as well uh, yesterday, I believe, and off-air, obviously, but the whole fallacy behind Klopp's kids. Chelsea had a younger average age than what Liverpool did. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> this is the, this shows wow. you the manipulation of the media. Uh, totally, that's the why, loving. That's why I shared it with you. Yeah, the loving for that club for Liverpool by the the you know the the big media, if you like, is absolutely embarrassing. It's a, it's like this whole loving that the, the media has with Barcelona as well. They absolutely run up their backsides, and I'm I'm fed up of it. Me, it's it's it, it sickens me the loving that they have for them. Even Gary Neville was at it. Gary Neville, the famed Manchester United captain, sticking the boot in on Chelsea. It's like they had a younger squad. All right, doesn't right cost is cost. It's whatever the going rate is for players. But with an average age of twenty two, I think it was on the Chelsea side, it was a full year younger than Liverpool's. Yeah, the loving's just embarrassing. It really is. Yeah, yeah. No, it is interesting. Daz, what's your take on this uh, ticket? issue uh, in 2024 I think it's just ridiculous that we're still having issues with e-tickets uh, it absolutely is you know and, and yes get people back in the booths get people back you know and and uh, it, was, it was just sent in a message there as well um, I think it's Ry again who was saying I hate talking to automated people um, you know it's it, it's so frustrating this now isn't it that and it's all about cutting costs and you know it's, it's, the, it's the 21st century and it's streamlined and all that sort of nonsense um it's it's just about these clubs being you know looking for the 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 easiest way to save money isn't it um and 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 there should be no way in this day and age with the technology that we've got that there should be mess ups like this um no way you know and 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 again it just comes back and you think you know who's running (laughs) who's running these things it's almost like hang on i mean we need a bit of this i think um, because we, we should have had this when we were talking about FFP. Um, you know, it is. It's like who's who's running our football? You know, because it's it's just a joke. Yeah, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. I love it, Dazzy. I love it. Well, Daz, I love that. I love I'm going to surprise shoot. the lads because I've actually pulled one out of the bag here. I wasn't going to do it, but Ted's prompted me off air. And it's coming back, baby. Daz, I need you to find a little tune named Stadium Scran, baby, because we're back and we're back in a big way. I need you to push that button when you're ready, mate, and play the song that everyone wants to hear. The quiz that is sweeping the world. Stadium <laughs> Scran, baby. Give it to me, Dazzy boy. Um. <laughs> no, no, can't give it to me. All right. <laughs> well, Maybe we do the first part without it. That, Mr. and Mrs. Listener, is the sound of boxing gloves hitting a mixing desk. <laughs> oh, oh, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Here we go. Oh, you know we're going to take over the world with this one. Stadium screen game. Right on the mix. Break it down for me, bud. Flavor so bold, got us in a fix From the snacks to the drinks Getting our kicks in the heart of the game Where the appetite tricks It's Scran Game Break it down now No ham and eggs, Stevie boy The high cholesterol Teddy Mackums Radio Dad, random names Yeah Stadium Scran is back, and it's back in a big way. 
If you haven't heard this game before, what I do is I give you a meal uh, or a dish and you have to tell me whether it's true or false. Play along at home. Get in on the WhatsApp if you want to. I'm going to list off a dish. I'm going to describe it in its full nature. You need to tell me whether it's true. That is found at a football stadium somewhere in the world. Now, the football means soccer, by the way. So it could be MLS. England, Europe, whatever it may be, uh, but it's no other grounds like that. And Or it could be false. It's a meal that I've made up and it's not found in a stadium around this world. Get it? Got it? Yep. Good. Yep. I'm ready. The first dish for today that I need to hear from you beautiful, beautiful people listening and tuning in, the lads here. True or false? This curry goat is flavoursome, fork tender, Fall off the bone, simmered in coke, coconut milk, and sweet potato. <laughs> it's it's a slow cooker dish that we cook that over several hours. Wrong, <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> that we cook over several hours, resulting in nothing but sheer perfection, served with a roti and over crisp chips. Is this found in a football stadium or? At your local restaurant. Have Teddy you ever had curried goat? By the way, have you ever had it? I don't. I actually, I actually haven't. No, I haven't. I don't it's think I've incredible. ever had goat in my life. Goat's not I mean, something I, you I get in regular Australia. I love goats and llamas, but uh, but honestly, curried goat is one of the best things you will ever eat in your life. It's fantastic. I love um, I love goats as well. Riley McGree, shout out. It's <laughs> brilliant. Um, it's quite a complex dish. It is. It's quite it a complex is. dish, and I can't, it I is. can't see them serving that at a, at a football stadium. I think it's just, unless they're doing it on the cheap and mass produce. But nah, nah, I, I reckon they're not doing that at football games. Oh, nah. it's a false call from Teddy Boy. Okay, Daz, curry goat served with a roti and on the crisp chips. I can give you the full description if you are very. No, no, I'm, I'm fine. Uh, I, I am hungry, so I don't, true? I don't. Um, or false. I mean, it's anywhere in the world, isn't it? Um, it is. Yeah. I'm going true. I'm going true on that one. Oh, okay. Ooh. And Stevie Boy, true or false? Curry goat served with roti and chips. True. Is it found at a football stadium or not? True. True. Mm. Well, roti. Drum roll. It's true! <laughs> oh, no! You can, find, you can find this special dish at Folkestone Invicta. Uh, they are a a very, very unwell-known team, but they are Folkestone Invicta, the official uh, team in pitching in Ish... Oh, my God, I can't even pronounce it. It's, it's in Folkestone, England. Uh, members of the pitching Folkestone. in... Folkstone. Folkstone, thank you guys. You get it. You get hey it. guys you, listening you, in Folkstone. You, <laughs> <laughs> you guys got it. This dish can be bought for £7.50. It is a slow cooked, tender bone, uh, falling off the bone, goat meat simmered in coconut milk and sweet potato. This wholesome slow cooker dish nice. is cooked over several hours, served with roti and on crisp chips for £7.50. It is true that it is. Oh, that for 750, no problem. And that was me saying, yeah, somewhere around the world, somewhere, yeah, they'll be serving that. And it's actually in in Folkestone in uh, in the UK. Folkestone, mate. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie to you, Daz. I'm going to need you to help me on a few more of these because my, I'm going to (laughs) butcher this. 
the, the next one, mate, is about an alphabet to, to pronounce, you know, this meal. So uh, that is coming up uh, straight after. But thank you for playing Stadium Scram with me, boys. I really appreciate love it. it. Hey, what a, what a I quiz, love it. hey? I love True it. or false? Brilliant. Makes you hungry on your drive to work as well. I, I was, what a game. What I, a game. Brilliant. I was sat watching um, the TV last night, you know, as you do, and uh, an advert came on for a, um, uh, one of the famous... Um, betting companies uh, who use the uh, Rocky theme tune um, and straight away I'm going what 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 I'm actually just writing it for tomorrow now and, uh, while, while, while we're chatting away I'm oh, just, yeah. I'm just playing attention the there uh, fact. Yeah. No, I, I can multitask I was brought up with three older sisters mate I can multitask don't you worry about I love that it. Nah, well done. I have spotted well done. a lovely little fact for tomorrow lad so yes what the fact well, will return tomorrow I've actually got to step up my jingle game. I'm actually going to, uh, I'm not going to lie, I'm heading to the AI department to help me with a bit more <laughs> jingle help because uh, your man is well Steve's out. Steve's heading know, to the AI uh, department, aren't you, man? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to dip into oh, the AI department and see if it can help me with a better jingle. Hang on, Ryan, this might be a little bit late, but... Okay. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. Two minutes Thank too late, but, but hey, you know, it's still, <laughs> still... <laughs> Took the gloves off for that one, didn't you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, lads, we're just shy of the Northeast Footy Breakfast Show news here. Uh, we'll get Steve to say that classic line in about two minutes' time. Just quickly, lads, I just want to get from from you uh, just a short answer, if I can. My question to you this morning that is burning on my my uh, face is uh, burning on my face. Oh, that's a weird statement, is it? Anyway, moving on. Uh, who, is the, who is the best? Manager, in your opinion, that's currently out of work. We've seen Sunderland obviously now looking for a new manager. Uh, Michael Carrick under current scrutiny. You know, David Moyes. Everyone is uh, currently talking about that managerial uh, merry-go-round that's going to happen at the end of the season. Who is the best manager or coach that is currently out of a job for you, Steve Wraith? Mike Bassett. Ooh. <laughs> okay. I thought he was going to go Steve Bruce. I thought he was going to say Steve Bruce, not going to lie. Teddy Boy, best manager are, or coach is currently many. out of job. Ooh, there are many. Really? There's Joachim Love, there's Hansi Flick, um, there's obviously Zidane. Zidane's been out the game a little while now, but for me, for me, Antonio Conte is the, the pick of the bunch. Absolutely Ooh, the pick okay. of the bunch. Is there a reason why you think he's out of job? Is it his fiery nature? I, I do think it's it's a little bit of a intimidation and all that kind of thing. Of course, there is one other manager that is out of work that I would love to get. We'll talk about it more tomorrow, but I want to get Sunderland fans' uh, views on this one. Is uh, is Big Sam? Big Sam's out Ooh. of work. Would Sunderland fans welcome him back? Because I certainly would. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's not a bad shout. Does your favourite or you know most recognised manager that you can think of that is currently out of work? Um. Marino? She's still out of work, Marino? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sacked by Roma, yep. And, and that doesn't happen very often, does it? He is normally no. in, into another role very quickly. Um, uh, Potter? Is, is, is Potter? Yeah, is Potter. Oh, yeah. Graham Potter? Yeah, he hasn't got nothing. Yeah. Jose Mourinho, you, you, can't, you, can't, you, can't you can't take away what Jose has done in the game. And just because of recent bad experiences, he's, still, he's available. Tuchel's going to be available. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep, Tuchel as well, correct. Wayne Rooney, that's Wayne Rooney going on the uh, the overlap, saying that he's the wanting to continue his uh, his managerial career. We'll talk about that and his boxing career coming up in the next hour. Uh, we've also got club headlines, 
And we're going to talk to Steve about Newcastle v Blackburn in the FA Cup tonight. All that and more to come after your news headlines. Steve, take it away. Where are we headed? News. The red, the tune, the cat, weather. Well, it's going to be a cloudy start with some outbreaks of rain, perhaps persistent across the western hills, with some eastern parts staying dry throughout the day. That rain will clear south during this afternoon, with some sunny spells and isolated showers following. It's going to be a little bit breezy, especially across the hills, and a maximum temperature today of 9 degrees. Tonight, winds easing a little overnight with a mixture of clear spells, variable cloud, perhaps the odd rural frost or fog patch. That cloud will thicken towards dawn, especially across the western parts. Tonight, a minimum temperature of minus one degrees. From Yarm to Yibby, Harrington to Horsley Hill, Swarwell to Silverlink, the Northeast Footy Breakfast with Roy, Steve, and Ted. Right across the Northeast, the red, the tune, and the cat. Well, don't you just love it when uh, technology <laughs> uh, lets you down? Good morning. It is the cat, the tune, and the red. It is the Northeast Footy Breakfast. You can get in touch with the show at any time via the WhatsApp or double three or or four three two thousand and two. We'd love to hear from you this morning, and we'll have more Northeast Footy banter and chat right after this. It's Liam Gallagher and John Squire with their latest song, Mars to Liverpool. Good morning, 8.04 on the Cat, the Tune and the Red this morning. Hope you're doing all right. Jesus Christ, about last night, I can only apologize. The thought that it was over never entered my
Good song choice, Dazzy Boy. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, good, I it? like that. I do like that. Even, I mean, it's, it's not even though I didn't radio the, by Rush, but even though I was going to say, even though I didn't get the song I wanted, like, but you know, <laughs> he does try that way, Daz Boy, and we you have got the cat up, back up and want. running. Exactly, no, that's very exactly. true. That's very true. Hello, Michael Beale. Uh, no, it's, it's uh, we are back after 8 a.m. here uh, on the Northeast Footy British Show. <laughs> hey, you didn't want him, right? You didn't want him. You can't always get well, what you want. Gone now. Right? Leave the bloke alone, man. <laughs> I know he's watching. I know he's watching. Imagine he turns oh, out yeah. to be that Torino staff member. Oh, hey, hey. Got a job in that one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy, I tell you. <laughs> Welcome you back geek. to the Who Northeast Footy Breakage Show. <laughs> uh, those were your news headlines, obviously brought to you by Steve as well. What a fantastic one that is, hey, news. We're going to get into some club headlines and then we're going to talk about Blackburn v Newcastle in the FA Cup tonight. We're going to talk about Wayne Rooney and his boxing career as well. We're going to play another round of footy scan game because that is a quiz that is sweeping the absolute world. I know here in Australia, when I walk down to get my morning coffee, they're like, hey, you're that stadium scran kid, aren't you? And I say, get away from me, you weirdo. Uh, but uh, that and a lot more coming up in the next hour of your Northeast Footy Breakfast Show right after your club headlines. Mackhams and Proud. Black Cats News. Good morning, Sunderland fans. Sunderland caretaker boss Mike Dodds has admitted that star attacker Jack Clark could return to the squad this weekend to face Norwich City, having missed Saturday's home defeat. The temporary head coach revealed he's raring to go. He's a robust boy since he's come in. He's hardly missed any football. He rarely misses training, hence the reason we thought he'd be available for the Swansea game, but for whatever reason, that hasn't happened. Luke 9 has posted a message to Sunderland fans after the defeat against Swansea City last weekend. Sunderland's acting captain pulled one back for the Black Cats in the second half after heading home a free kick from Pierre Equa. The side pushed for an equaliser towards the end of the championship class but couldn't find one. Taken to social media after the game, O'Neill referenced O'Nine, sorry, referenced his mistake for the Swansea City second goal and thanked Sunderland fans for their support. On Instagram the skipper posted Owed the team a goal after my error for the second. We learn from it and we start the new week better and wiser than the last. Thanks for the support once again. And finally, Sunderland ladies news. And the lasses need every bit of support as they approach the final run-in in what has been an incredible season already in the Championship. A big game is on the way this weekend as they welcome Southampton to Appleton Colliery. The meeting sees first, face third, a huge battle that could define the season for both sides. Buy your ticket today from the club website, priced between just £5 and £10, depending on age groups. They are your Sunderland headlines. Smoggies and Proud, Borough News. Good morning, Borough fans. Happy Tuesday, you fantastic bunch of beautiful people. Been as confident Middlesbrough players will turn their results around as long as they stick to the footballing principles Michael Carrick has instilled into them this season. Borough crashed to a third defeat in the last four matches as we went down 2-0 at home to Plymouth Argyle at the weekend, and the loss leaving us a mammoth 11 points adrift from the playoff positions. Looking down the table, Borough now just sit nine points clear of the relegation zone, and while our form since the turn of the year has been poor, Azaz is confident things will turn around. Azaz said, Results are frustrating. We have to try and block the outside noise and have to have a belief in what we do and that we are on the right track. 
Razaz has played every game since coming in from Aston Villa after being on loan at Plymouth for the first half of the season. He said he knows what it takes to be a good footballing team in the championship and Borough have all of that or I wouldn't have signed. And George Friend, what a legend, is set to retire at the end of the season and take a senior recruitment role at current club Bristol Rovers. Friendy! After leaving Borough in 2020, Friend had a spell at Birmingham City before joining Bristol Rovers last summer. However, now the 36-year-old is curling time on his career after being blighted by injury this season. He's only been able to make 12 appearances so far. Exclusively revealed, the Borough fan favourite is set to call time on his playing career and take his first non-playing role by taking a lead recruitment role at the Memorial Stadium. Club co-owner Hassan Al-Said confirmed the news to BBC just yesterday. Well, Georgie, have I got a job for you? Come on down to Borough Town, mate, because we need you. We need you, you big, beautiful George, you. That's your Borough headlines. Good morning. Magpies and Proud. Mag's News. Newcastle United travel to Ewood Park to face championship side Blackburn Rovers for an FA Cup fifth round tie at 7.45 tonight. The tie is live on BBC One. Away fans will occupy both tiers of the Darwin end with a sold out following of around 7,200. There are no replays in the fifth round and the result must be achieved on the night with a possible 30 minutes of extra time and failing that, the dreaded penalty shootout. There are no new injury problems for Newcastle and no public decision made over the involvement of illness victim Martin Dubravka. Anderson, Joe Linton, Pope, Target, Tonali and Wilson all remain unavailable, but Isaac and Willock will be available to feature after returning against Arsenal at the weekend. As for Blackburn, Kyle McFadzian is eligible for Rovers after his previous club Coventry didn't field him in the FA Cup campaign. Now 37, the defender was in the Burton Albion side Newcastle defeated in December 2016. Blackburn made it to this round thanks to a 5-2 home win over Cambridge and a 4-2 success against Wrexham at Ewood. Last season saw them reach the last eight of the competition before losing at Sheffield United. Since making it to this stage, Blackburn have replaced ex-mag John Doll Thomason as manager with former Birmingham City boss John Eustace. And away from the FA Cup, Blackburn have just won once in 13 championship games. They were held 1-1 at home to Norwich on Saturday ahead of our visit, which is their third successive draw. A little side note to the tie, John Doll Thomason's now been confirmed as the new coach of the Swedish national team after his recent removal from the role of Blackburn Rovers boss. And uh, he will have Alexander Isak and Emil Kraft amongst his possible selections for games coming up against Portugal and Albania in March. And Eddie Howe wants Joe Linton's contract situation cleared up sooner rather than later, with the Brazilian international still in limbo. The Newcastle United head coach stated that co-owners Amanda Stabley, Miedad Gerushi and Chief Executive Officer Darren Eels are overseeing the negotiations now that Sporting Director Dan Ashworth has been placed on gardening leave. New voices in the discussions may result in what would be a massively popular breakthrough with Joe Linton. That's your headlines on Tuesday the 27th of February. From Wickham to Whitley Bay, Stony Gate to Shields, Doggy to Darlow Back Lane, Steve, Ted and Rye. The North East Footy Breakfast. Right across the North East, the Red, the Toon and the Cat. Welcome on back to the North East Footy Breakfast Show. Daz, yeah. are you hungry? Are you feeling a little peckish? <sighs> Could you like me before to we do this, before we do this, the whistle. Yeah, yeah. Right, we've missed a trick here, right? Oh, okay. Oh, I rec- what have we missed? We should have called this. What's scrunning on? 
Oh, Ted. See, this is why you're, you're, the, you're the goat when it comes to these. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I'm trying to follow in your footsteps. I mean, but we need to change that. And I'm coming up with a new jingle. I'm thinking, you know, like that I'm fat song the, the when he re, re, redid Thriller. You guys know that one? Yes. Is it, oh, no, oh, no, I'm bad. You know, when he did I'm, I'm bad. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm bad and he made it I'm fat. Well, I'm yes. thinking something along those lines. I've got uh, the, the juices are flowing just like this next dish. Daz, play that funky music. I will do. Yeah. Oh, just for you. Oh, you know, we're going to take over the world with this one. Stadium oh. screen game. Right on the mix. On the Break mix. down for me, bud. Flavor's so bold, got us in a fix. From the snacks to the drinks, getting our kicks. In the heart of the game where the appetite tricks. It's Scran Game. Break it down now. Yeah, we need to change that. We do. Scranning <laughs> on. That's really that good. I like that. All right, lads. You can have a bit of Marvin Gears, the theme tune then, you know. Turn me around. What's Turn me down this next dish. Yes, he is. Oh, I'm going to use that. I'm going to use that. This next dish is going to wet the whistle, don't you worry. And if you are driving to work, prepare to pull over because you are going to be hungry after this one. I need you to tell me if this is true and it is served in a football stadium somewhere in this world or false. It's just a dish that I've made up. This one is coconut tree rubs served on a skewer stick much like a kebab they are served and they are cooked charred over an open flame these protein rich grubs taste like crisp rolls of charred chicken skin when cooked correctly after a couple of hours over an open flame if not and they're cooked incorrectly they can taste like pus bags filled with rotten digested wood that's right that's Push how bags. badly it can go. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, starting with you, Teddy boy, this dele delicacy of coconut, sorry, coconut tree grubs served as if like a kebab, right? So meat on a skewer. These are coconut tree grubs served on a skewer, roasted over an open flame, cooked to perfection so they taste like crisp rolls of charred chicken skin. Is it true? That is served in a football stadium or false. Somebody somewhere is eating that, isn't it? Because mm. yeah, yeah. that's very specific. That's very, very specific. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm really torn here. I'm, I'm going to go. Actually, not football. Well, I've seen. I've seen some of the stuff I've eaten at football matches. Well, I'm going to say yes. <laughs> Oh, I'm okay. going to say yes. I'm going to say yes, it is. Well, Jack, and Lester, Jack and Lester's been on. Uh, good morning, oh, Jack. Good morning, Jack. Um, morning, lads. He said, um, he said, yeah, I think this one's true. I, I'm sure I've had these at Sunderland away. Um, oh, I'll be at that bar oh, that they decorate. You. Probably <laughs> dare you. What? Whoa! What's everybody dragging up the past for? <laughs> Everybody's like, blimey, have I, have I annoyed someone? No, no, it's just, you know, you've made yourself an easy target. Not you, but the club. I mean, you know what I mean? So. That's true, that's true. Yeah, we have a bit. Daz, um, true or false? Ooh. Coconut tree grubs. Um, charred over an open flame for a couple of hours so they taste like crisp rolls of charred chicken skin. They're served on a stick much like a kebab. 
Yeah, I'm going through as well. I'm. Uh, I mean, it's. Yeah, I'm going through. I think that's been eaten somewhere in the world. Probably, probably somewhere down in Dorset. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I'm going with true. Or Leicester. True. That says that's at a at a local football stadium. Stevie Boy, coconut tree, tree grubs. All right. Well, I'll go false just to try and make it a bit. He's more going upset. false. Okay. Well, I must admit. Stevie's got the points, baby! Oh, <laughs> There's God. no way no you're way. getting coconut tree grubs served at a stadium. Trust me. Whoa. I had the drum roll ready Amazon, there as well. I uh, know. I'm sorry. Oh, the Amazon oh. jungle. I'm right <laughs> the off the Amazon pace jungle for this to like. Locals harvest coconut tree grubs and sell them in the markets, skewered and charred over an open flame. When cooked correctly, these protein-rich grubs taste like crisp rolls of charred chicken skin. And if they are cooked pro- incorrectly, uh, they can taste like yeah. cuss bags filled with rotted, digested wood. So I dare say that's not a safe avenue to go down when you're watching the football at a stadium trying to get your strand on. No. So no, you cannot oh, find God. coconut tree grubs at a football stadium in this world. Thank goodness me. That is strand game. That's how we play. Uh, hang on a minute. Uh, before good. you move on, I've just Googled oh. this, right? Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> please, please have a go at pronouncing the name of the beetle. Oh no! There's no way. There's no way. <laughs> Ranchophilus felinguis. Sorry, I was going to say rush. R- r- nah, nah. No, Daz, no. take me to ads. This is uh, terrible. <laughs> well, yes, uh, I will do so. Um, it's it's you know you you hear some things on the radio and you think oh I've never heard that phrase be used before, but it's amazing how many times since we've been doing this breakfast show and the phrase puss bags has been used <laughs> way too many times. Um, we will be right back after this. Why do clients choose Ather & Co? Very diligent, very caring, put themselves in my shoes. Always informed me, kept me up to date of what was going on. Didn't feel I had anything to worry about and I had nothing to do other than turn up for a medical. Ather's did the rest. For the full story, see athers.co.uk forward slash reviews. Choose the one you know, Ather & Co. Hey! What are you doing after breakfast Monday to Friday? Why not join me, Daz, across the northeast for our mid-morning show, full of expert analysis. This Sunderland squad is the youngest squad that the championship has ever seen. Top banter. I've been looking at trains many minutes with my fans. It's an hour and three minutes. That's all it takes to get yourselves up here and see some real football. And the quiz that is sweeping the nation. Name that theme. How many will you get? He's always on the scene. Fireman Sam. And his engine's bright and clean. Join me, Daz, right here every weekday morning from 9 till 11. Uh, you know, I love this panda because this is what the Red, the Cat and the Toons all about. The Toon, the Cat and the Red. It is the Northeast Footy Brecky and uh, we're here live across the Northeast. You can get in touch with the show at any time on Audible 3 or 043 2002. Uh, and our good friend Daniil has been in touch this morning. Uh, great show. Morning, Daniil. Great show. Morning, Daniil. Daniil. Uh, he's, he's made a couple of points. Uh, what I want to know is how is FFP policed? Club accountants should surely be all fair with the rules and be advising accordingly. Yeah, you would think so, wouldn't you? Um, and number two, Rooney boxing, embarrassing. No wonder the sport of boxing <laughs> is losing some of its integrity. Steve, um, <laughs> you've been a, our boxing correspondent. Uh, do you, would you agree with Daniil on that one? I would, yeah. It's starting to become a farce. Daniil, you're right, mate. You're right, 100%. 
Yeah, and how how is it? Absolutely FFP, love it. Please? Again, uh, you know, if we're, yeah. gonna, if we're gonna, gonna do it, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. If we're gonna talk about FFP, then <laughs> um, uh, the thing is, <laughs> we'll, we'll never know, will we? We will never know how it's no. placed because it's 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 a farce. Yeah. Anyway, move you're on. not wrong. No, you're not wrong. And uh, it is. It, thank you for getting in touch as always, Daniel. We love you. We need you tomorrow, though, Daniel. We need you tuning in. If you do work in the morning on a Wednesday morning. Tomorrow, uh, call in sick, uh, call in late because it's what it's the fact back tomorrow, tomorrow, Janelle. It's a tricky uh, one. We're going to need you. Oh, yeah, because you're all going easy. To need you. <laughs> you fought two ahead. Ted versus the rest he, of the world isn't going well for Ted. Up. He's stepping it up. Oh, no. Right, uh, I want to. I want to give Steve the floor. We have got a big game for Stevie's Club tonight. Newcastle taking on Blackburn. We will have this and take us after the sports headlines as well, Steve. Blackburn, uh, not an easy away trip, but Newcastle should be fully expecting to win this one. It does sound like Karius is going to remain in goal uh, after Dubravka was revealed by Eddie Howe yesterday that he was unwell uh, and that they're not sure he's going to be fit, but that Karius should uh, play. Uh, and a lot of saw what I saw on social media was reaction was that Karius should remain in the number one uh, spot for now because uh, he actually did well, even though it was a 4-1 scoreline. How are you seeing tonight's game shaping up, mate? I mean, this should really be a formality for Newcastle. Um, you know, Blackburn aren't on the greatest of form. Newcastle's form wasn't bad prior to the the Arsenal game. And, you know, Newcastle have, have, have spent a hell of a lot more on, uh, you know, assembling their team than Blackburn have on theirs. But that's not the way the FA Cup works. You know, the magic of the FA Cup uh, produces upsets. Um, we've come across Blackburn a few times in the FA Cup at the later stages of the competition and always been close games, but Newcastle usually just edging it. Um, the Alan Shearer derby, as it's affectionately known. Um, yeah, it's... You know, it, it should be an easy it should be an easy progression by Newcastle tonight. Um, you know, we've got players who can can open Premier League defences and European defences. We've shown that this season. The fact that Willock and Isaac are you know back and available is is important. Harvey Barnes, you know, Anthony Gordon. I think you know anyone who featured in the game <coughs> of the weekend will have had a, an almighty kick up the backside from Eddie Howe and the and the backroom staff. And I'm pretty sure that you know that they, they will be fully focused on on getting through to the next round. Um, it's interesting to hear the debate about Dubravka and, and Karius. Um, I don't think there's a great difference between them. I think potentially the the distribution is something that people are pointing out as far as Karius is concerned. He, he's better with his feet than than Dubravka is um, at distributing the ball, kicking the ball. Um, I, I don't think it really makes a, a massive amount of difference who we've got in goal um, tonight. I, I think they're both as, as as good as each other, and you know they can both do the job. It's clearly the midfield that we've had issues with for me over the course of the last few games. Um, you know that's why we've conceded a lot of goals. I think Miley's suffering now with the the fact that he's had to play so many games at such a young age. Um, it's going to take its toll. It's going to take an effect. I think Bruno is is mentally um, allowing the threat of the the two match suspension hanging over him. I, I think that's I think that's affecting his game. He's certainly not putting the challenges in he would normally do. So I think, you know, I think that's crazy. I think you know to, to think that he's going to try and get through to April without being booked again. Um, I, you know, I think that's crazy. I think it's taking something away from his game. 
we've got midfielders back now you know we could we could you know get through the get through this without them you know so maybe maybe that needs to be looked at Sean Longstaff is clearly struggling as well he, he just doesn't look he doesn't look fit enough at the moment there's something something certainly could be hanging over him is he has he been playing with an injury to get get Newcastle through the period where they were struggling with, with, with midfielders possibly and Sven Botman um, is not the Sven Botman we bought um, and, and I'm worried about his injury um, I, I am worried about the the knee because I, I think this I think this is a bit deeper than than what we we're all looking at. I, you know, I know Dan Burns, the one who's copped the flack, and you know people are saying that it, you know it, it, it's simply a case of putting Tino Livermento in and everything will be all right. Well, you know, fair enough. Probably not the game to do it against Arsenal to prove the point, but you know I, I don't think that was the the big issue. I, I don't think Botman's recovery has, has been as, as as good as we thought and. Does he need? Does he need maybe further investigation? Does he need surgery on the ACL? Um, you know, is, is that the reason that he's not he's not come back the same player? Is it psychological? Is is he just simply is he simply struggling with his mind about putting challenges in? And you know, um, you know, is that the reason that we're not seeing the same from Botman? Who knows? All all hypothetical, all my opinion, but I just don't. I don't see the same Sven Botman as we as as we you know as we bought. So, lots of things to consider, lots of things to mull over, lots of things to look at. He's got a headache with with his midfield selection tonight. That's that's the first thing. It's it's who he puts in and who he it it it's it's who he starts with tonight. But um, like I said at the top, I, I genuinely think Newcastle have got a good opportunity of getting through. Um, and then you know, should we get through? We just need we need a good draw. You know, we want we want anybody at home, uh, and it keeps our season alive. Lose tonight, wow. Um, we could we we could be you know we could be going into uh, a season of a season of discontent as opposed to a season of optimism. Um, but, you know, it it it's it's that's that's the way it works. Unfortunately, with football fans, and yeah, it's uh, it's a tough one tonight. But I do see Newcastle edging it. I think Newcastle will come through. I'm going to go for a. A 2-1 win tonight in Newcastle. What do you reckon, Teddy Boy? Blackburn v Newcastle FA Cup at Ewood Park. Yeah, Newcastle obviously all their fans won after after what happened at the, the Emirates. And I, I fully expect them to do that. However, I know Blackburn aren't in good form, but they have got one significant danger man in Sammy Smodix, who is in absolutely sparkling form this season. Um, way ahead in terms of the, uh, the the goal scoring charts, and he's not even a striker as well. So he's um, an attacking midfielder, sort of like a false nine position. He's a very very good player, and the defenders are going to have to watch him very very closely. I think with the the second half performance from Newcastle uh, at the Emirates, they started to improve. Bear in mind they only lost that half two one. They were a lot closer. Um, they started creating opportunities. That's against a, a side that's in absolutely incredible form in the Premier League in, in Arsenal. This should really be a formality. Uh, I can only see one result. Yes, Modix will, will give them a bit of a tough time at the back, I think. Um, and obviously, with, with Carrius comes... It's always going to come that question mark, let's be honest. Um, you know, After his antics at Liverpool, I know there's a lot of time gone past since then. But I think, um, in terms of the supporters, I think it's all. If they're honest, it's always going to be at the back of their minds. Uh, that aside, it's, it's it's going to be a strong Newcastle performance tonight. I, I would say Blackburn will get on the score sheet. But I see Newcastle running out three-one. I would say on this one. 
Ooh, big, 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 big score lines. Love it. Can I just... Well, Daz, uh, I'm, I'm just gonna I, I was going to go to the sports headlines, yeah, yeah, yeah. but... Uh, well, yeah, and, and I, I just want to come back on Steve on this one, because... Yeah. Um, well, we'll do it after the news, but I, I just want to... You know, it, it sounds though that what you're saying, Steve, is almost tonight's like season-defining for for the Geordies you, yeah it is yeah. It, it definitely is I mean you can see you can see that uh, you know on, the, on social media you can see it on fanzine articles you can hear it on podcasts everyone's the same mm. um, it's a season defining moment tonight Newcastle lose tonight I, I, Newcastle's Newcastle fans feel like we're just you know we're seasons over um, and, and Eddie Howe's the polar opposite of course he's going to say that but a lot of doom and gloom, and like I say, it's not all Eddie Howe and the team's fault. It's what's mm-hmm. going on off the pitch. It's the, uh, it's it's the it's it's the attitude the club's got with the fans. They are heading towards their first. The, these owners now are heading towards their first challenge against the fan base. The fans aren't happy wow. with the way certain things are happening. Um, and I'm not at the forefront of these things anymore, uh, but I can see other people who are taking up the mantle from where I left off um, in my my journey and battles against various owners at the club. And I can already see people calling to arms. If Newcastle lose tonight, I, I expect to see a bit more of that. Um, people aren't happy. Um, they're, they're not happy at all. But yeah, interesting. Interesting mm. to see how that develops. All right, well, we'll chat more uh, when we come yeah, back. Yeah, I want to. I want to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, after the sports news. Welcome back to Northeast Breggy Show. We're talking Newcastle v Blackburn, who will play in the FA Cup tonight at Ewood Park. We got a couple of predictions from Steve and Ted. Daz, you had a great question for Steve uh, about how it would be season-defining. I actually think it is. Yeah, well, that surprised me, I think. Um, you know, that the, 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 the fans do see it. And, and when I actually think about it now, after the run that you've had, that you know, the, 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 the stuff that is happening off the field, I can understand why, um, you know, the, the fans are feeling like that. Um, which, which is a real shame because there's been some real highlights this season uh, for Newcastle as well as, you know, as well as some tough times. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it is this, this for me is a formality. I mean, Blackburn... Um, they are, you know, they they can be funny at home, can't they? They they can dig in, um, but their form isn't great. You know, one win in five, three draws, one loss. Um, yeah, the, you know, the things that it don't doesn't feel like they've uh, they've settled this season. You know, they've been up and down, uh, managerial. You know, with uh, departures as well. And yeah, I, I just feel that you're going to be too strong for them, uh, Steve, and. I certainly yeah, I think do. I think I think we'll win, Daz. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I think it'll be. I, I, you know, I think it, you know, I think Newcastle will win. I think they'll progress. But you know, it's just the atmosphere that surrounds Newcastle at the minute. Yeah. It's just you know, it, there is a bit of doom and gloom, and it, you know, I, I can't really, I can't really explain it. Um, but it's it, it's it's just the football side of things. It's been stop start. I think, like I've said, I've said before that had Newcastle beaten Luton at home. And beaten Bournemouth at home and drawn away to Forest and drawn away to Aston Villa, we would have had the same amount of points from those four games, but probably would have had a completely different outset, yes. like a, an yeah. outlook on on how Newcastle's form was going. Um, but because you know we've conceded four goals at home to Luton and you know two goals at home to Bournemouth, it's it, 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 and and you know literally dropped four points is the way a lot of people look at it. <clears throat> you know it's 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 doom and gloom and and it's. You know, I I can't understand it. I I mean, I can't understand it. I, you know, I'm not I'm not 
overly I wasn't overly optimistic that with the Champions League campaign that we could fall into the Champions League positions I think I took us to finish 6th this season mm-hmm. and after, you'd have to go back through it but I'm pretty sure that I fan- fancied us to finish in Europe and that's still possible um, especially with Liverpool winning the Carabao Cup and Newcastle can put a string of results together Newcastle could Newcastle could end up you know 7th, 6th, whatever that, I think that's the highest we'll finish this season but that's still well within you know you know, you know, know, that's a good season that is a good season um, pretty much like we were saying about West Ham before um, but maybe the new breed of supporters the ones who've just come along recently and in recent years and haven't been there through the, the, the Ashley years um, you know they, they they expect more perhaps and, and, and maybe that's the reason but yeah the, there is just a doom and gloom and, and maybe maybe social media can you know is, is partly to blame because you know there's lots of opinions on there lots of people disagreeing um, but yeah it, it, it's just got a it's, it, it has got that feeling it, it's it, we're at the point that Middlesbrough and Sunderland were out a few weeks ago you know when Middlesbrough crashed out of the Carabao Cup like we did you know you had the playoffs to look you had the playoffs to look forward to then a succession of bad results and you know everybody now is saying well that's it you know we're a championship side next season Sunderland Sunderland have had uh, you know bad injuries to key players as well lost the derby match and, and you know suddenly everything's doom and gloom sacked the manager again and you know don't have a new one in place it's it's a bit of a mess. It's it's and it's almost like all three northeast clubs. You know, if Newcastle did get knocked out of the cup tonight, I'll be sitting here tomorrow morning going, "Well, that's the season over." You know, we're we're literally playing for league placing now. So, but Eddie Howe was asked the question yesterday in his press conference. You know, and Eddie stopped, Eddie, Eddie said, "Well, who's saying this?" And he said, "Well, some supporters." You know, um, and he said, "But I presume that's not the message that you want to convey." And he went, "Well, of course not." You know, he says, "You know, we still have our season still alive." You know, we've got the FA Cup tomorrow, and we've, you know, we've still got a, a, an opportunity to put some put put a, a run together in the league and finish in a European place. So, they they haven't given it up, which which is right. But I think a lot of it came from the the the, the inept performance at Arsenal. You know, it wasn't the fact that Arsenal were too good. It was the fact that Newcastle didn't really appear to put the effort in, yeah. and 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 Eddie Howe, I wouldn't say he hung his players out to dry. I think he was just he was he was honest. honest. It was an honest yeah, appraisal yeah. Of, of of a poor performance by his players, and that that isn't good enough. So I think it's I think it's a collective. I think that's that's the reason there's that kind of feeling circulating around Tyneside this morning. One of the things about that that's think- uh, Ewood Park as well. Sorry, right? Is, is no, you're right. Um, you know, and and. I've, I've been there a couple of times with Borough. When when you fill both um, parts of that stand, um, the noise that happens around that stadium is something really special. I can just see um, tonight that you know you you guys going it's and sound create, like a home game. Yeah, it is. You're going to go there and absolutely create an incredible atmosphere that I think will 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 give the players the lift they need as well. Yeah, I think there's a lot yeah, of play, there's a lot of fans going to be in the home end as well, which happens. You know, I, I know, I know. There's a lot of I know there's a lot of Newcastle fans going down there, sitting in sitting in, in amongst the Blackburn fans. They've done it many times before. So, yeah, I think you're right. I think um, you know the atmosphere is, is is certainly going to give us a, an advantage tonight. Yeah. Do you think, Steve, that there'd be any adverse reaction to Newcastle if they didn't win tonight in terms of Eddie Howe and his position? 
Well, it's a question that's been asked. I mean, I understand why it's being asked. A lot of people think that Eddie Howe's job is under threat and, you know, potentially, you know, he could be on his way um, at the end of the season. Um, you know, the, the PIF won't accept Newcastle not being at least in some form of European football. So, you know, um, it's not going to it's not going to help. And it's it's certainly going to, you know, it's certainly going to mean that there's going to be an increase, an increase in pressure on him if, if Newcastle dip out tonight. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, that's something for the end of the season. They're not going to they're not going to make any knee jerk reactions um, with regards to the managerial position. I mean, he's he's done enough in his first two years to give to, to get the opportunity to, to start as Newcastle manager next season. You know, tell me tell me anybody who with the injury list that we've had this season and with um, not one not not one player signed um, in in the January window. Tell me tell me what anybody else could have done. I, I, you know. I, I find it really hard. I really, I find it really hard to even talk about Eddie Howe as, as, a, as an ex-manager at the moment because he's, he's done such a great job. He deserves, he deserves the respect. He deserves the opportunity. But will you know? We, we don't know enough about PIF to to know what they're going to do, and that will be their very, that'll be their first big, big decision. You know, on the on the football side of things, um, moving forward. But. Uh, yeah, off the pitch, I think that's that's not helping. You know, it's just the situation with ticketing, uh, situation with ID checks, the situation with this fab committee that's been set up. None of it's gone down well with the the you know the the rank and file supporters. There's a feeling of you know there's a feeling of um, you know certain certain fans being targeted, loyalty points being removed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the almost like a hard uh, a hard discipline. You know, uh, offensive on on uh, on a certain rank and file type supporter, mm. and that's what that's what's it's all about demographics, across. isn't it, mate? Well, that's what's coming across on that's what's coming across on social media. Um, you know, it, it it's almost as if they want the you know the um the, the, the kind of crowd that we saw at, 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 at the stadium for the for the women's game, uh, families and and you know you know all singing and all dancing kind of crowd, and you know um all coming in for a you know for a cup of, a cup of coffee and a happy meal, and you know it's that's not football, you know. I, you know, no. you can't you can't alienate a, a, a section of supporters, and that's what I'm picking up on social media. That a lot of people feel mm. aggrieved that they are they are being pushed out of the the pushed out of the club. And if the rumours are true about more areas uh, in the in the ground being, you know, commercialised and, and made into more you know uh, you know expensive areas then we're, we're just going to see more of that so yeah th- there is a bit of animosity and i think the lack of communication about certain things is is starting to aggrieve people and the fact that they've now plunked you know plunked uh, an fab committee which hasn't been voted by supporters slap bang into the middle of it uh, with some people who by their own admission um became newcastle fans in 2023 um you can see why people are getting a little bit knocked <laughs> um you know and, just a and, bit and, and, and that's only going to get worse. But we'll watch that with interest, and of course, I'll cover that on the Northeast Footy Brighty Show. Yeah, absolutely. Do you reckon that flows onto the pitch, Steve, for the boys? Do you think any of that is actually affecting the boys on the pitch and, and can be. Not at the moment. I guess. No? Not at the moment, but I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, I've done I've done talk-ins and interviews with plenty of Newcastle players over the years who were part of the, you know, the Keegan days. But you know, prior to that, there was the the takeover for the club, the battle for United, and you know, they always say that it doesn't affect them, but you know, it has to. You know, when when crowds are 
when crowds are singing feel it from the terraces, won't they? Against the against the regimes, but that's not going to happen at the moment. Don't get us wrong. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, you know, there's not going to be protests in the ground and stuff. I'm, I'm, you know, I, I can't see, I can't see people who who are angry on social media at the minute going to those extremes. But there's there is just that there is just that animosity. I mean, a lot of it's coming from like you know supporters groups as well. Um, you know, you, we've got two big groups. You've got the the Newcastle United Supporters Trust, which the club have to meet with, and you've got the Newcastle United Supporters Club, which which ultimately is, it's not recognised by the club, and they don't you know they didn't get a place on the FAB board, um, and they're the ones who have a major grievance. I think with a lot of the things that are happening because it's affecting them massively. So, it, as I say, for me, it's it, it's not my it's not my playground anymore. I'm I'm a Newcastle fan. I do have an opinion, and I will give me opinion. But you know, I'm not one for for for, for getting involved in in these kind of things. I've done plenty of that over the years. It's time for the for the younger supporters who are involved with these groups to, you know, to make their voice heard and you know make sure that the club understand where they feel they're going wrong. But hopefully, hopefully it can be resolved. But I, I don't have much hope. I think mm. I think the the gentrification of Newcastle United support has started and is is going to continue. And there's you know, absolutely nothing we can do about it, sadly, which which isn't a good thing. Mm, it's going to be one to watch, actually, for us on the North East Footy Brecky Show yeah. tonight because it will be interesting to see if Newcastle, you know, can put their woes behind them and, and get a good result. You would think they would. I think Blackburn, obviously, yeah. under a new management now with John Eustace, uh, I don't think, you know, they're going to be that presenting that much of a, you know, a scary opposition. The only, as, as Teddy rightly put, the only scary person in, in that Blackburn team is Sammy Zamotics. Um and I think you know Bruno's going to be having him for, for cake so um, I, I honestly think yeah, Newcastle one will win and, and should win tonight I'm going to go for a 4-0 victory to Newcastle Oof. tonight uh, well. and put back the boys right home uh, Daz your prediction for yeah, the boys I'm, I'm going 3-0 um, I mean Blackburn will dig their heels in I think that's that's what you know they, they're specialists of doing that at home um, uh, so uh, yeah, but I, I think you'll just be far too strong. I think coming off the weekend's result, um, mostly uh, clean sheets for Black for Newcastle. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's going to score? Except for Sammy. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Bruno, Bruno, and uh, Bruno is right in there where Sammy is. Do you know what I mean? And I don't. I think Sammy's going to find out that life against Bruno for 90 minutes isn't the most fun thing. I mean, honestly, Newcastle's defence at the minute, though, it's, it's leakier than my reasons for coming up with, uh, for getting another cut. It, 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 they're just, they're like, mate. You know what, I'm so shot. glad he went there. I'm so glad he went there. <laughs> <laughs> there were so many alternatives that were going oh. through my head, and I was going, nope, 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 nope can't nope, use nope. that one. <laughs> okay, interesting. So you think, uh, what was your prediction again, Teddy Boy? 3-1 Th- to Newcastle. I, I think, I think okay. Blackburn will score, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, we're interesting. We'll want, watch it, and we'll obviously cover it all tomorrow uh, on the Northeast Footy Brecky Show. We'll go for the result there, but uh, want to watch for Newcastle fans, and I'll be interested to see, uh, yeah, the reaction to either a good performance or a, or a, or a poor performance. Hopefully, it's uh, it's the latter for our main man in the hot seat, lads. We're closing in on 9am here on the Northeast Footy Brecky Show. So because I know you're all starting to feel a bit more hungry, you're craving that cup of coffee to get your day started. Sure. I've got a delectable little taster for you does oh you know we're gonna take over the world with this one stadium scrand game right on the mix on the mix down for me bud 
Flavor so bold, got us in a fix. From the snacks to the drinks, getting our kicks. In the heart of the game where the appetite tricks. It's Scran Game. Break it down now. Oh, God, that's good. That little rap there, I tell you what, Eminem. Eminem vibes I'm getting from that one. I tell you, I think he'd be, uh, I think he'd be sh shivering in his boots listening to that skill. Yeah. Right, lads, you know how to play. Shivering in his Stay boots, yeah. <laughs> We've been playing it all morning. You gotta tell me whether it's true. The next meal, delectable, uh, tasty dish that I say to you is true. It is found and served in a football stadium somewhere in this world, or false. It is a dish that I have just made up, and it isn't served at any football stadium in this world. The next dish is a juicy one, lads. Yeah. I present to you roast chicken and gravy bap with stuffing, roast potatoes, and chicken crackling. Roast potatoes roasted for four hours, chicken roasted for three to get the best crispy crackling off that chicken all served to you with beautiful gravy in a bap. Teddy boy, I keep starting with you, so I'm gonna go back to you. Can you tell me would I find this chicken and gravy bap with chicken stuffing, roast potatoes, and chicken crackling at a football stadium somewhere in this world? I mean, that's that's like it's staple, isn't it? It's that's that sounds nice. Sunday roast. It sounds like something footballish. I reckon. I reckon somebody somewhere is serving that. They've got to be. I mean, that's that's a great idea. Although it's a long cooking time. No, no, I'm sticking with it. I'm going with my, my initial answer. <laughs> I'm going with yes. That is a real footy dish. Uh, okay, Dazzy boy. That's scrunning on. False. <laughs> um, I'm changing it 100. Uh, percent Yeah, I think uh, that's scrunning on too. I'm. Uh, yeah. yeah, I am. I'm. I'm. I'm certain that's on sale somewhere, probably in the UK. Um, oh, I like it. I like it. Stevie boy? Yes, I'm going to go yes as well. Okay. Well, lads, I can tell you that you have all disappointed me because you got it right. Well done. Yes. You have brought it home in the last one for today. What is left, left foot, on? right foot, and a header from the <laughs> <laughs> This absolutely. Does anybody else really fancy roasties and gravy oh, right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this beautiful roast chicken and gravy bap served with hot stuffing, roast potatoes, and crisp chicken crackling can be found at Shifnal Town FC for six pound. Can you believe it? Shifnal Town FC. All over that. Wow, it should be Shefnal Town, really. Is it Shefnal? I don't know. That's why I was going to get no, the I'm saying it should be because it's food-related rye. Come on, mate. <laughs> <It's just laughs> See, oh. I'm just confused now because I don't know where my name, you know, where, what to do. But they play in the Midland Football League, uh, Shifnal Town. You can go there, lads, and find one of the most amazing scrans that I reckon I've ever seen in this chicken and gravy back with stuffing roast potatoes and chicken crackling. I'll send the lads a photo. My goodness me, it looks blimmin' fantastic. Righto, we're bringing it home here on the Northeast Brecky Show. There is not much left to talk about. We have covered Newcastle v Blackburn tonight. We have covered the Everton debacle that happened overnight, including 
the uh, the actually crazy news of some cheeky Torino stuff. The last one I've got to cover with you, lads, is Wayne Rooney. Uh, everybody's want to be a manager uh, who wants to get back into football has said that boxing career is inevitable for him. He said, my grandfather, my father were boxers. My great grand, sorry, my grandfather still owns a boxing gym. And that it is inevitable that I, yes, I will step in the ring, but I still feel I have a fantastic future first as a football manager, which I want to explore further. I want to take another job and I want to get it right this time. I completely and utterly, Wayne Rooney is a boxer. In fact, I think he should go right now. Uh, Steve, start with you, mate, our boxing expert. Wayne Rooney as a boxer or a football manager? Sounds like he's punch drunk already um, going into boxing. Um, I mean, he looks like a boxer, let's face it, but he's not one for boxing, is he? Surely to God. I mean, this is this is becoming a farce. I agree with what Donald's saying before about, you know, yeah, the, the game, the, 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 you know, sport is in, in general is becoming a farce. YouTubers, um, you know, yeah. people such as, you know, uh, you know, big celebrities, you know, doing it. it it's, it's, it's stupid. It's, it's a dangerous sport to start with. You know, we, we have lots of problems uh, within the boxing world where people try to ban it and stop it and, you know, point towards, you know, various, um, you know, fighters who've ended up with long-term illnesses through it. Some people have died in the ring. It's not a sport to be messed with and it's it's something which, you know, I think Wayne Rooney should keep well away from. Um, pretty much like football management. I think he should keep well away from that as well because he's not very good at that. I mean, he's he's a great striker. He was a great striker. He he's was, been knocked he, out of a few clubs, hasn't he? <laughs> he has, yeah. He's hey. a legend, allegedly. He's a, he's a legend, a legend of the game. You know what? Hundred percent. Um, you know the the guy should be remembered for what he what he did best. But I think he needs to keep away from boxing and he needs to keep away from football managing. Period. Ooh, Teddy boy, Wayne Rooney the boxer or Wayne Rooney the football manager? Which one you having, mate? I I agree completely with Steve. Neither um, boxing is boxing is one of the great arts of sport it, and there is artistry to it it's it's a very tactical sport despite what people think they think it's just knocking seven bells out of each other it's not um it's it's tactical it's also as steve said very very dangerous you've got the likes of jake paul coming in there and ksi all these youtubers one of them is going to get seriously hurt when they come across an actual boxer um and and it's you know, it's that sort of thing that then ruins the sport for everyone else. Um, Wayne Rooney, if you remember, got knocked out by Phil Bardsley as well when they were messing around with a little bit of boxing. So it's clear not for him. He's getting knocked out by another footballer. So getting in the ring and turning professional as, as a boxer is just a, an absolutely horrendous idea. Um, I think he's just clutching at straws for something to do because clearly he's no good for football management either. Oh, Dazzy boy, Wayne Rooney, the boxer or football manager, which one are you having or neither, like the lads? I think there'll be a lot of people who would like to see him battered around the ring. Um, you know, <laughs> the career he's had, though, you know, can we not just remember... <laughs> can we not just stop I'm it? Mutant. Stop it. Can we not just remember him wow. for, for what he was? A great player. No, yeah, I agree. I agree. I completely agree. I think that's absolutely right. Wayne, you've got your news here from the Northeast Footy Brecky Show. Uh, battered or crumbed, uh, whatever you choose, mate, stay away from both because Stop. we're not having it here on the Northeast Brecky Show. That Sit down it. and think about it, Wayne. We are done. I'm so sorry. We are <laughs> 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 It's time to finish. Uh, <laughs> Zazzy boy. 
What have you got coming up on your mid-morning? Uh, well, we've got all the usual favourites. We've got a chat agree this morning, um, which uh, we need our listeners' help with. Um, we've got uh, what's on the TV, uh, what's coming up uh, in the newspaper front pages. Uh, we've also got your What's On guide uh, for the rest of this week. If you fancy a night out across the northeast, East, uh, we'll do that as well. Uh, and, of course, we have got the quiz that is sweeping the nation. Uh, it is Name That Theme. Um, and I must say, gentlemen... I'm really, really excited uh, because uh, over the next week or so, we're going to have some really, really special guests on my show. Um, yeah, celebrities. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, the, the you know, oh, yeah. we, we, we're talking, types? we're talking A-listers. Um, no. I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to give too much away, but I'm really, really red carpet. Really looking forward to that as well. So, wow, fun with yeah, yeah, me too. Now, looking forward to it, Dazzy, and have a fantastic show. That is your Northeast Footy Brecky Show signing off for your Tuesday, 27th of February. Have a fantastic day. You can always, as if you have missed the show, catch us on your favorite podcast wherever you want to pick it up from. Uh, and we will be back tomorrow for Teddy Mackham's show. Uh, Indeed. We'll be reviewing the Newcastle Blackburn show. And Daniil, listen out, mate, because it's WTF. It's What the Fact returning tomorrow. We'll see you then. Have a fantastic day. Have a good one, see guys. Ta da. Ah, tune! <laughs> <laughs>